0: Hi, and welcome
1: to this really special episode of Super Woo Radio. I have with me today a uh, guest I've been wanting to <laughs> really sit down and adventure deep into life with for a long time now, you know, for quite some time. Um, every time we've spoken, the exchange is always uh, absolutely real. And I mean, absolutely real. Um, deeply authentic um, and uh, rich, I think, is a really beautiful word to use. Very, very rich, uh, very substantial in nature, every single time, regardless, even if we're talking about the weather. Freaks me out. It's great. Um, welcome, Holly McCann. <laughs> I want to say McCann. I don't know, maybe it's a Scottish heritage in me That's or something right. like that. Right. McCann. Yeah, welcome. Superwoo Radio. It's an honor to have you here.
2: Mm, It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Looking forward to the conversation.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. Now, um, you have a very large project that you have been working on. And I'd really like for us to explore that and talk about that. The other thing I would really love to do is uh, just to begin with, if you can share with me and The audience the listeners uh the viewers um a little bit about you like you know a little bit a little bit of your background and you know share with us the kind of major key moment that did it for you that really because i've got my 2003 experience that was my largest by far pivotal moment in my life there's been others Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but
1: that's probably the one that really just you know, blew everything wide open for me. So um, we'd love to hear about that.
2: Sure. Yeah. So gosh, Um, I'm the oldest of four girls grew up in a single mom family. So I kind of stepped into the role of the dad really young. And, um, and then just my whole life was sort of climbing the corporate ladder, what's the next rung of success and went to college and then law school I was a lawyer and a corporate executive for 10 years. Then I went and opened my own retail stationery boutiques and was a small business owner, of Main Street USA for 12 years. And toward the tail end of that, I started coaching other stationery retailers about how to market their business and how to tune into what success really meant for them, how to be authentic mm. in their business. And, and then I launched a program called Wake Up To Your Wealth that was all about abundance mindset and. Um, Yeah, really delved into the information marketing world, ended up closing my boutiques and then um, went straight into Blue Sky Business Academy, which was my online coaching program and did that for about six years. And um, yeah, somewhere in there, went down through the whole breakdown to breakthrough with. um, Yeah, like my mom who lived with me had ovarian cancer and was terminally ill, Um, realized my marriage. I didn't want to be in the marriage anymore after 20 years. My business that I had built to great success, nothing was working anymore. It was just one of those like, no matter how hard I tried, nothing was moving. It was like a brick wall until I finally surrendered. But that followed after, I'd say my big breakthrough moment was probably 2012. Um, I was always a seeker growing up. I mean, as a kid, I would go visit on my own just every different denomination of church, just looking for that, is this my home? Nope, that's not it, you know, (laughs) and finally gave up. But then in 2012, a lot was going on. I was diving deep into research and curiosity around, you know, the Mayan calendar and the end of days, and it was leading me to all these other interesting inquiries. And I ended up stumbling across an article that said something like, "Are you a light worker? Are you a star seed?" And my focus just zoomed in on that, and I had no idea what it meant. <laughs> and at the same time, I'd been having this wondering. My birthday is December twelfth at twelve twelve, and that year it struck me that it was twelve twelve twelve, and I was turning forty eight, which adds up to twelve. And there was some part of me that was like, "Huh, that's interesting." And um, so anyway, I followed that rabbit hole of seed and Lightworker, and it took me to this woman's website who um, did solar return readings for your birthday. And this was in November of that year. And so I reached out and they said, there's no way we can get you in before your birthday. It's only a couple weeks away. We've got a massive waiting list. And, um, and then she said, well, sometimes there's a cancellation. Just call this number and leave a message. So I called the number and This woman, Lavendar, the the head of the whole thing, this master astrologer, answered the phone, which was super rare. I told her my little story, and she said, wait, your birthday's on 1212 this year? And I said, yeah. And she said, I'll make space for you. How's tomorrow? (laughs) I was like, okay. So we got on, and she just blew my whole consciousness wide open in that 90-minute session she went really multi-dimensional telling me that i was an et that i was actually holly by day et by night that she said at night you are well she said you're the chief science officer on the the mothership <laughs> and i was like what does that even mean i had no i mean none of these concepts were registering for me and it, i could feel so many things just exploding in my awareness uh, and it really took me weeks and months to just unpack that, get curious about all of it, let it in and um, really just open up my awareness of what multidimensionality even is and even the possibility of that. So um, yeah, and she said, yeah, you have star cross markings, she called them in all 12 of your houses, your galactic time zones, she called them. She's like, yeah, you're a star seed. <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, okay. So yeah. yeah it's like just, how, how's,
1: the, how's the denial working out for you?
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. And that just blew open a hole, as you can imagine. Yeah. A lot of experiences started happening. A lot of dream time visitations uh, by what seemed like Black Hawk helicopters being sitting on my chest. The matrix codes streaming through my awareness before I woke up.
1: Um, you know what I different. like? Yeah. Looking at you, no one would ever assume any of that.
2: i pretty stealth. That.
0: Huh? <laughs> that is so freaking awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And there were points where I'd, I'd start to go, okay, well, let me dive into this further and go to these different uh, conscious events and things like that. And there were a couple of mm. times that I remember coming home and I was just so blown open that I would literally climb in my bed, pull the covers over, and go. Never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, no, 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 no. It's too scary. It's too much. But it's been the most incredible journey of awakening and integration and magic and grace. And, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. What a journey! Mm.
1: I think you know, there's a lot of people who can actually relate to what you just shared. Yeah. Mm, yeah i know i for one can mm. you know uh, but there's there's quite there's a lot there's a lot of people who for some reason uh, are feeling uh, frightened or very reluctant to step up and uh, yeah i was I was at the cafe uh, a couple of days ago my local one it's only a couple of hundred meters up the road and <clears throat> And I was there talking and I started explaining, you know, my big picture take on what's going on with, you know, the the whole thing. And uh, the moment I mentioned the ET thing, I actually witnessed uh, a gentleman who's very intelligent, like super intelligent when it comes to engineering and computers and, and, you know, just really intelligent man. Uh, on a lot of things, and I actually saw mental and emotional trauma happen before my eyes the moment I mentioned the ET part of the equation.
0: Yeah,
1: and I find that really interesting. okay, mm. yeah? that um, I've identified it as it's it's an embedded trauma in people's consciousness.
0: Right.
1: It's a trigger. It's a trigger word. Right. Big time. Right yeah so i find it really interesting that people like you and i are so cosmic in our nature right and we have a really deep understanding of our our uh, not only our solar heritage but our galactic heritage and some of us even further than that and um excuse me um how we have the opportunity when we speak with people, how do we convey? How do we relate? And I think that's a huge challenge. It has been for me, and uh, and I know it is for a lot of people, including yourself. You know, how do you relate to family? How do you relate to friends, community? Mm. Uh, with all of this, so that's something I'd like to delve into later. But I'd still like to stay on track with what you're sharing. At this stage because it's really nice to hear about your background and where you've come from and because it's uh it's a very um, deep and rich journey uh and a lot of challenges in it yeah personal challenges yeah, yeah i always find it fascinating what people have chosen to be their cryptics. you know yeah it's like what series of challenges has a person chosen in sequence from one to the next to the next to the next which is the hidden codes for them to unlock themselves
2: absolutely and open up their potential right yeah. i love <laughs> so, deconstructing that <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know when, when i ask somebody you know a little bit about their background that's what i'm hearing i'm hearing their cryptex uh journey yeah. of of deconstructing and um, you know encoding and the the hidden keys the hidden codes that unlocks a person basically that's right to open them up to their potential yeah I love looking at it back on their lives yeah and they see misery and pain and so I'm like no it's 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 actually the opposite
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right that's how I love to look at it like what's the blueprint that I created or like the breadcrumb trail that would lead Mm. me back to myself but it inevitably starts with going to the opposite end of the spectrum it feels like and then making the return journey. That's what I've found in my own experience anyway, what I scripted for myself. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I looked at two big themes um, that were perfectly scripted through my background. Um, one was money and abundance, what, what true abundance looks like and feels like, uh, because there was a lot of times when I was growing up, we just had no money including a three-week period where we were homeless, living out of cars and truck stops in Tennessee in the middle of the winter. So, and I always look back on that and, and so appreciative of that because that's in me, that awareness of what's possible. Um, and, and it allows me to have compassion for homeless people and all that sort of thing. Like um, these were sort of quote, normal people who ended up in circumstances that led to homelessness. And then my whole journey from there on um, was to never be in that situation again for me or my family, and so it just was like I'm going to essentially control my world so that I have money and safety. And um, the other theme that I've seen is around leadership. So I had to go through this tour of business. You know, what is it like to be a lawyer? To be a corporate executive? to be a small business owner, to be a coach and an information marketer. It's like I did the rounds so that then I could examine leadership from all those different angles. What was working, what wasn't working, what I feel like is true leadership. And that's just such a big part of my journey of what I'm here to explore and experience and integrate of true right relationship with power that leads to really amazing leadership.
1: Yeah, that really, that really healthy relationship with it. Mm. Um, it. It's like yeah, a lot of have people have like uh, negative connotations about things. Um, and uh, another, an example of that that I actually share, especially when I'm on stage, is um, narcissism. Mm. Okay. Now, if anybody who's a leader does not embody a healthy level. Of narcissism, a healthy expression of it, you cannot stand on stage or anywhere and be the center of attention. Right. The whole point of somebody actually being able to convey is 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 to have that uh, degree of magnetism or that degree of um, f- focus towards the self. And so, I I play on the word. I I, I play on without healthy. Level of narcissism, we can't actually do the work that we do as leaders mm. and leading by example and and having uh, basically been under the spotlight right. basically. Right. And you've got to be able to handle that ecosystem. You've got to have that um, those qualities and those characteristics. You've got to have that oomph in you. Otherwise, when the spotlight is on you, you're just going to crumble. Yeah, and um, you know, I get. Um, you know things coming at me from all different angles and have so throughout the years it's it's a lot less now than what it used to be uh, which is great uh, and that's part of my evolution and also the creative processes that i teach um, I'm, I'm living obviously with a lead by example and so the ecosystem around me is far more peaceful than it ever has been it doesn't mean i don't have any more challenges uh, when they do come they're really quite sophisticated. And I just find it really fascinating that we get to, uh, it's kind of like a a training session or a sparring session or an opportunity to embrace the challenge of what is it like to be a leader and have people challenge you and challenge your ideals. And for me, a really big word is conviction. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: To really be... uh, to stand true in my values and my virtues, uh, I feel is, you know, of utmost importance, even if other people don't agree with your values and your virtues, yeah? which is normal. There's going to be lots of people that don't agree. Oh, yeah. And what I've found along the way is you can't please everybody mm. because people are at different stages in their journeys and got different things going on. However, we can be a leader where we are able to um, show through living by example, leading by example, which I feel is one of the best ways to teach. Um, and, you know, I, I, I certainly haven't mastered that. I'm not calling myself some sort of master guru or anything. I've got plenty of shortcomings, that's for sure. <laughs> um, However, from where I was to where I am now, if I look back over the journey, there has been a substantial amount of growth and development because I've embraced all of my challenges rather than shying away from them. There are some I'm not going to bother with because they're just there to uh, distract and pull energy and resources and they're just not serving any value, right, Uh, to the experience. And I feel that these are the kind of inner workings of leadership is to identify, to have that wisdom to be able to identify as we move through reality. So um, one thing I have identified (laughs) as I move through reality is your project that you have embarked on of late. Mm -hmm. And I am astounded at the amount of synergy that is going on with your project, the people involved in your project, yeah? Um, People that I'm collaborating with at this stage with my projects as well. So I'm just um, so excited for you to move into that space and start to share uh, about what you have embarked on of late, because uh, I think it's going to help an incredible amount of people.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, thanks, George. And I just want to touch on what you were just saying about the the leadership and and it goes back to again, how we script our our journey, right? And um, what, I've always believed in this phrase that you need a healthy ego in order to surrender your ego. And, and so I look back with such appreciation for my journey of, you know, being the oldest of four girls, having a leadership role in my family, and then having a leadership role in every business endeavor that I went into and and just having those experiences that just boosted my confidence of, and getting me more comfortable with taking that role, taking on the risks and the responsibility and all that sort of thing. And then on the, the, The return journey of integrating all that of you know where it was coming from ego and then how does it look when it's just coming from pure surrender and all that sort of thing, and you named conviction. I guess for me I would call it in, in my system integration. I mean an embodiment. I mean nobody can argue with who you are, and so it's if it's just coming from a mental belief or a construct there can be lots of argument about it, but if you really integrated and embodied so many aspects of a particular quality like leadership. I mean, yes, people can project all over you and say things, but if I'm this like, well, this is this is just in me. I don't need to argue about it. It's not like a thought that I need to prove or defend. It's just in me, lives in me. And that's sort of untouchable at that point. And certainly not like you said, like I'm just tiptoeing through the tulips all the time. <laughs> There's certainly dips and waves and, and all that, but it's it's powerful. And it's a long journey, you know, it's
1: it's a lot. I love that because it it is about integration, really. That's Mm. what we're about.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then you welcome in all those challenges and the experiences of not that that'll help you integrate what it actually is. So, yeah. So thank you for inviting me to talk about my um, love called Grail Leadership. Um, It's it's amazing to look back and see how it's emerged through me when i didn't even have any clue it was emerging Um, i was on a crazy divinely led international journey a couple of years ago that took me to the uk and england and scotland and ireland and um, i only realized after i got back and was integrating all of it that it was a journey of picking up those grail codes and activating them in me Um, Mm. and what i mean by that is i just i love the mythic archetype of king arthur and the knights of the round table because what i learned is he was never actually crowned a king but he was known as a king among kings Mm -hmm. Um, and all the kings looked to him and were led by him on the battlefield and that Mm -hmm. just came from who he was not because some external authority conferred that title on him or he claimed it because of overpowering others it just Mm -hmm he just emanated it and it was that attractor field that drew people to him and his round table was he was shoulder to shoulder he was no higher or better than any of the knights he was one of them and and that to me is so indicative of where we're heading in true co-creation of we all have an amazing gift unique genius to bring to the round table and we're when we're each fully showing up in that unique gift or genius as i call it the round table just flows in synergy and it all works and it's where we get into those wobbles around power and trying to take power over others or give our power away to others thinking that they're more powerful or have something we couldn't possibly have ever um, that then that is what takes us into those spaces that cause that friction and that tension and at the same time that also catapults you forward. So it's not to create this bubble around you where there is no conflict, no tension. It's to welcome in healthy tension and to be able to have the capacity to meet it um, from a centered place and get curious about it because that's always that cycle of evolution. So Grail Leadership is all about um, this movement of um, co-creating a world in sovereign unity and for me, that speaks volumes about the integration of the sacred masculine and the divine feminine within ourselves and within every fractal from the very micro to the macro, you know, the most individual, personal to the cosmic um, realms. That principle applies and holds true in this universe, it seems. So, how do we align with that? How do we learn from nature that's right here teaching us how all that works? How do we look to the sun and the earth? That are in sovereign union, and how do we just start to implement that and embody that in our own worlds, in our own organizations, looking at them as not mechanical machines, but as living organisms that are, um, I often say, uh, the sign of the uh, success of an organization is it becomes obsolete because it's fulfilled its purpose. And so then, how do you let it go and create what's new that's coming through as opposed to the conventional mindset of? How do you hold on to a business and make it last and make it continue to grow? I mean, growing may not be the most healthy thing. The most healthy thing may be to keep it small and intimate, but whatever the the original intention, I call it, or that sort of sole purpose, why did that organism come into being in the first place? Why does it want to be present on this planet at this time? What is the need that it's wanting to fulfill? What's the call for it that it's meeting? And when you can get really clear about that, that's sort of the central flame at the heart of that round table. And the way I view it is that each person or organism coming to a round table with its unique genius is aligned with that central shared purpose or original intention. And it aligns with their own original intention and and allows them to express it through this vehicle. And when you can look at that and appreciate the essential genius of everyone around the round table and then get in tune and in harmony with the flow of nature it just becomes unstoppable i mean that's regenerative toroidal flow of energy that's just giving and receiving and spinning in pure life force energy
1: yeah and i've been experiencing that of late with um you know uh, a couple of people that are part of the Growl leadership group right. And I am absolutely amazed at the qualities and the characteristics and the value systems that these people are embodying. They're two two women actually, and the, that these women are embodying. And um, and I just uh, when we get together and we work and we work on a project together, it just turns into like this big happy jam session. Right. Right. And we're just jamming. It's like, you know, when musicians are jamming in the garage or whatever and you just hit that note together, that harmony. And everyone in the band turns around, looks at each other and this is these moments of, wow, that just feels so good. That's what... And we're like, yes, please, more of that, please, right? And so what's happening is as we're finding these um, internal processes and we're looking at ourselves and working through them all internally, individually. We're moving into this space where now the outward expression of that is starting to show. Yes. And and the collaboration and it's really the co-creation that is is happening in, with such synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It just, it's automatic, like peace is an automatic byproduct, you know, you don't have to work at it, you know, Uh, fun, fun is an automatic byproduct of these beautiful co-creative processes, Um, energy, synergy, um, you know, and, and stimulation, we get, we stimulate one another, it's like, we catalyze one another, we, you know, we, we, the old term was, we bounce off each other. Excuse me. And I just find it absolutely amazing how just for a few hours we can come together and just bang, 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 and you know, get into such a flow of creativity. When any challenge that occurs, we just we just find a solution so quickly. And if there is one that we cannot achieve in that moment, we go, oh, we're just gonna let that go. Yes. And we go into this beautiful place of trust and we know like we just inherently know it's going to show up and sure enough it does sometimes it's five minutes later sometimes it's an hour later sometimes it's a week later it doesn't matter but it always shows up
2: that trust is a massive part of this right you're trusting in an awareness or an intelligence that's beyond what our minds can can solve a problem you know which is normally how conventional organizations do it and they want to solve a problem and so first if you can flip that and say what if there is no problem (laughs) and uh and then they also want to throw a lot of resources into the center at something you know how do we make this happen like put a bunch of employees on it or put a bunch of money on it or um and and what i find is like we're doing the inverse where we're saying if there's like some stuckness create more space in the center for what wants to come through and so how do we just create space and one of those ways is just to go Oh, this is feeling like pushing. So let's just back off, as opposed to like oh, for sensing pushing, let's push harder. Like we're gonna overcome nature with our will. You know, it's like how do we just allow space for divine will to come through? And that is just the most grace and ease, where you just are like, how did that happen? It just before you even know you have a need, it shows up in some cases. So it's it's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, surrendering um, to that aspect of me that made the decision to come to this world, yes, and have this incarnation because I came to realize through some very arduous experiences because you know, a little bit stubborn at times, and uh, it took a little bit of work for me to, um, uh, I would say get with the program of who is George Cavassilis, right? (laughs) Uh (laughs) And uh, by surrendering uh, my uh, it's kind of like this it's a default program we all run. We just want to control everything from the, the here and now but from this space but from also this degree of awareness. Yeah, Conscious awareness here in this space. And the analogy I give to people is it's like uh, you're playing a computer game and your greater being is the one who's sitting down deciding to play a game with the hands on the controls. And then it decides what character it's going to be in the game, what abilities it's going to have, you know, and then it chooses the challenges that it's going to go through. And then and what's happened is we, the incarnation, are the character inside the game, right? right? Thinking that we're going to control things from in there <laughs> right?
0: right. <laughs>
1: without any, without any uh, consideration to how it is we got in there to begin with, right?
0: Right, right.
1: Um, so if we actually allow ourselves to relax in the game and allow that part of us to connect back up to the part of us that's got the hands on the controls, then all of a sudden there's this flow that occurs from the intention from beyond the veil, from beyond this world. It flows into this world. And this is the fountain, you know, that I talk about, you know, turning inside out. So we're turning inside out. But where the flow is coming from is from deep within, which is the aspect of us beyond this reality when we do that then we understand what needs doing Mm -hmm. it becomes more effortless we end up really just flowing and the wisdom is is there and love and peace they're all automatic byproducts and the other thing that's really important is when you do that as well and you allow yourself to connect and turn inside out uh, consciously connect because we're already connected um, you begin to realize how wealthy you are,
0: right? Exactly.
1: So it's like, well, hang on a minute. I'm so wealthy. I'm, I'm this incredible multidimensional being and beyond this universe, I'm infinite. And it's like, wow, I've got more wealth than you can poke a stick at. Yes. Why am I here experiencing all this, you know, this, this belief system of lack and scarcity? Like, where's that coming from? And so that also dissolves over time. And next thing you know, you've, you've, you realize you're wealthy beyond measure on the inside. We're in a fractal world, right? Which is the whole universe is expressing itself here in one planetary realm, which means all the wealth of the universe is all around us. We are marinating in this stuff, right? right.
0: right. So
1: we're wealthy on the inside, wealthy on the outside everywhere especially friendships and loved ones and that's wealth beyond measure right and then all of a sudden with that flow of turning inside out and that what you said earlier about the toroidal
0: mm-hmm.
1: it becomes a feedback system right. and then all of a sudden wealth and an abundance of wealth starts to become an automatic byproduct and you know when i talk about wealth wealth comes in the form so you know when i'm sitting down with my friends i'm like i'm so wealthy mm-hmm. You know, the next time I spend time, when I'm speaking to my, my, my sons or I spend time with them or I get to hang out with them, I'm just like, I'm so wealthy. Look at this. Wealth beyond measure, you know. And this, for me, was an integral turnaround in my psyche, in my consciousness, because all of a sudden gratitude is in there. Thankfulness, gratitude, love, appreciation, all these beautiful qualities. Wow. It's just, yeah. yeah, off we go.
2: I so love how you hold that, George, and how you explain it. I, um, through this journey of my sort of awakening, I was always curious and chasing down rabbit holes and reading a lot of books and all that sort of thing, and, and I would start to digest and integrate it, and I always sensed that I was a part of creating this blueprint of my life, and that it wasn't some like the gods or a god, it, it was me, and some level of me. And the more I would express that, a lot of people would be a lot of have a lot of resistance to that, saying, "Well, that's just your ego trying to hang on to control." You know, it's a spiritual bypassing. Like you should just surrender to the divine or to the universe and all that. And I'm like, "Yeah, but what is the universe? But a co-creation of each of us in our greater being state." So when I found your book, I was like, "This is what I've been saying and feeling," and it just it put it into a framework that just so resonated so deeply with me. And one of the ways that it's come through me in my work with Gray Leadership is this notion of abundance. Um, I, I, I will say from my heart, and the deepest part of my heart, that I have the least money coming in these days, or I have had periods over the last several years, the least money ever coming in, and I feel the most at peace, the most wealthy, the least concern about lack or scarcity of money. Uh, and just this deep peace and trust. And again, it's not 100% of the time, I definitely go through waves and dips, but um, where it plays out in gray leadership with this original intention is, I feel like I was just shown that that original intention is like an acorn is to an oak tree. So it contains the information of everything that that tree will, will ever need to expand into an oak tree and and while it may not be you know technically contained in that seed it contains the force of attracting whatever is needed and what happens is that it's as i see it it's it's an unfoldment in what i'm calling divine timing and what i mean by that is that my greater being is like and now this is ready for the next level and now you're ready for the next level and now you're ready for the next level and 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 it may not even be my readiness but my collective's readiness. What is the universe ready for? What is humanity ready for? You know, that sort of thing. What's your community ready for right now? And I've just learned to trust that. So when I can say like, oh wow, this thing was always there, it just hadn't unfolded into that layer yet. And, and so whenever I start to dip into that, uh, oh gosh, where's this gonna come from? How's that gonna happen? I can just remind myself like it's there, it's just not time yet. And when it's time, it'll be there and when you can operate in that trust it's just such a flow state of grace and ease and magic that's just so fun to witness and appreciate i mean my friends and i some of the ones you're talking about we said at some point we joked like we're gonna stop saying like this is amazing wow like and then we're like no let us never stop being like wow this is amazing because it yes it is just the way it is and it's always awe-inspiring when it happens.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like um, uh, I've, I've often said that things don't really surprise me much anymore, yeah? But I never, ever cease to be amazed.
2: Right, right, and delighted. Oh,
1: absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. fantastic qualities to have in our, you know, um, adventurous escapades through life and you know for me uh the work i was doing yesterday you know really really big i it was about a 16 hour day for me yesterday if not more and i'm like well i absolutely i have gotta tell you i bounced out of bed this morning like i said to you before i woke up an hour before my alarm was set it's it's for me this is play you know it's that's right it's not work as we know it traditionally right right it's this we're meant to be we're supposed to be living our passions
0: mm. yeah you know? absolutely and
1: what 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 nourishes us what makes us feel warm and full and it's like you know um you know you you're cold and wet and then you come inside by the fire and you get a nice warm bowl of soup <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of that sort of feeling, you know, Yeah,
2: nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember saying several years ago I was at a retreat and we were sort of putting our intentions into the center. And and I said, I see a day when work is play and play is the work. And I turn around so many times and I'm like, I'm living that intention now. It's so playful and joy filled. And this co-creation, you know, I want to say that, um, is that okay if I start sharing with you how a great leadership has emerged in this true co-creation?
1: Oh, hundred percent. You take this <laughs> wherever. Look, I'm happy for it to go wherever it needs to go. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I did want to dive deeper into it because we also, also want to talk about an incredible project that you embarked on recently, which mm. blew my socks off. Um, that just, yeah. And, and it's not a biased opinion because there was, you know, an acknowledgement of me in that mm-hmm. it genuinely blew me away. And everybody who I have shared that with has just, you know, they, they're picking their jaws up off the ground, they're pulling their eyeballs back into their heads, you know, the sockets. I'm telling you, what you created there has spoken to so many people and it's completely changing their lives. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Thanks. Next you, level. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'd love mm-hmm. to talk about that. Yeah, I just want to share, because this is such an example of really what I see as true co-creation and synergy as, and a, and a much more feminine integrated form of leadership. I don't want to say feminine leadership, because it's it's really just that the feminine is risen to meet the masculine in in this way. Of, you know, after my European trip and all these things, I just had this pressure inside me of these messages and these codes, and I could see mandalas and, you know, ways that, business organizations could be organized that lead to much more mutual thriving and true prosperity, not just bottom line profit. And, you know, my friend Don just kept saying, just write a book. And I said, I don't want to write a book, you know, but this has to come out of me. And so I spent a month all by myself in in New Mexico up on the top of a mountain in this gorgeous retreat home. And just, you know, I went there to write. And it was the most... uh, agonizing process <laughs> because I would be on the phone with Don and with Julia um, just sobbing going it's too much how do I take energy and put it into words and you know sentences and it just limits it it's too big and, um, and I often said it when I looked back that it was um, like giving birth to an octopus while riding a whale I mean it just felt like there was no way I could sit down in this neat orderly way of like declaring concepts it was just something that was trying to move through me and i was trying to put words to it and way to communicate it and after i got done with that month i vowed that i had to publish something by my birthday on 1212 and this was the month of november so at eleven fifty-five p.m on december 12th i hit publish on the first medium article called the hero's journey of um, sovereign unity or of great leadership and that was sort of the beginning and and after that got out, I realized that Dawn and Julia and Neve from Ireland, Julia from Australia, and Dawn here in the States were midwives of this process for me. And, and I just thought there's such a a harmony and an ease with all three of these of my closest confidants. And we see the the concepts so similarly, and we contribute to each other's genius and magic. And so I said, do you guys want to just start meeting weekly on Zoom? And so they were all like, yes, let's do it. And we'd start and say, oh, we'll schedule an hour. And sometimes it would be three hours. <laughs> and every single week was, seemed to be more potent than the last. And we were just witnessing what was emerging before our eyes. I thought it was just a kind of girlfriend's call to just relate and connect and share what we're going through. And pretty soon we started realizing this is grail leadership teaching us what it's like to co-create. And there would be a different theme. We would just show up, no agenda ever. Um, And I started taking notes early on and then I would look back and be like, oh, there's a theme running through. This one was about healing the mother wound. This one was about the Knights. This one was about, you know, whatever it was. And it was just, you know, in this unfoldment way that, it was like you are going to be sharing with other organizations how this emerges and how this unfolds and ultimately we just said okay do we want to make this a little more formal like what is it it's hard to describe it as it's not a consulting firm it's not a business it's is it a movement (laughs) what is it we were like we don't know but let's create a website and uh, so that's when At the same time, Neve was feeling like she needed to spin off and go deep into her magic that she's bringing called Origin. That's amazing and synchronistic with all this. So at that moment, Neve was really feeling the call to go deeper into her work, which is called Origin. That's just amazing and very synergistic with all of this. And then Dawn and Julie and I said, yeah, let's create a website and see what happens and start having weekly calls and inviting people to them that are aligned with these topics. And it's just continued to unfold into this beautiful community. And each week we dive into different concepts. This last week we talked about alchemizing the rescuer archetype. I mean, each week is just a different, we just tune into what's happening in our world, in the collective, and just talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just continuing to unfold in the most beautiful way of just, wow, this is how leadership in this way works where you're just surrendering to what wants to emerge and it just unfolds as you let it, as you witness it and name what's happening as opposed to like having a plan and a business plan and going and getting investors and creating a profit. You start from the inside of what, what is the shared values? What is the the thing that we're all gathering around that we want to see in the world and that we want to support and nurture and, and, allow a space where each of our genius can come through more strongly. Um, And they do play off of each other and amplify each other and activate each other. So it's just been an amazing process. We've been doing it since uh, September of 2019. And uh, yeah, we're coming up on the the nine month mark here of since the birth of it. And Mm -hmm. the day that we launched our website was exactly nine months from the day that I published that first article, the hero's journey of great leadership. So it's been this sort of, birthing in waves kind of process but it's so joy-filled and we do this you know what i call dynamic hierarchy so it's just obvious in a moment whose genius wants to step forward and who's being called forth it's no like okay now it's julia's turn to speak or to lead it's just so clear to everyone and it's just this beautiful it's almost like watching the um the school of fish moving in unison There's no one person that stops and says, now everybody turn left. It just, you just flow in that way. And we experience that on a daily basis. And it's really, it's really turning into something that we still don't know what it's going to be. It just continues to unfold in layers. That's really just, it feels potent and it feels like it's meeting a role modeling way of what's possible in organizations and leadership.
1: i i gotta i gotta agree with you i think it's absolutely fabulous i'm it never ceases to amaze me how um when i'm in those spaces with that ebb and that flow with people and that's what i was explaining earlier with um working with um you know people from your group and it's it's like it just makes sense we just have this it just works. it's so hard to explain. Well, I can use I can use terminology or labeling systems like <clears throat> uh people feel familiar. Um, there's a familiarity with everybody, <clears throat> there's a synergy. Um, it's like working with old friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um the friendship is there, there's no doubt about that. Uh what else is there? Uh it just I'm just trying to, I, I can't, it's It's like there's a new version of me that's emerging.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Still intact though is the old version of me. It's like, but, um, how can I, what I want to say, what I experience is ancient friendships. Like ancient okay.
0: friendships. Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: and those friendships come through but at the same time there's a new version of each of us emerging and as we bring through those ancient friendships the friendships are evolving and growing into something new as well Uh, it's so hard to put into words what i'm trying like i've got this energy i am this energy and how do i translate this energy into words Ah, oh, it's, and it's this ecosystem, which is just supportive, nourishing, non-judgmental. Um, like I was on the call the other day with, you know, last week with with um, the group. That's one of the biggest experiences of my entire life. Yeah. And, uh, and I did talk about the energy that was emerging. I, I talked about it on that day Mm -hmm. and the impact it had on me and the energy that uh i've been identifying inside of me that's emerging was like well that that is the ecosystem that my inner being identifies as the space or that yeah the new ecosystem is heading towards right yeah i don't know how else to put it it's really quite amazing
2: it is and it's the best I've been able to describe it is a field. And Mm -hmm. I love the Rumi quote out beyond the ideas of right doing and wrong doing. There's a field. I'll meet you there. And we're like, that's the field. It's beyond, it's Mm -hmm. beyond, it's not saying it's not right or wrong. It's beyond that because it's the integration of the polarities. And when you can do that within yourself and show up in this place, and then you're integrating between beings and it just creates this this weave of someone once described it as a hammock. And as we continue to weave, the the holes in the hammock get smaller and smaller and we're able to hold more and carry more. And and what we talk about is we're not just holding, you know, quote, more light. It's, you know, how can we hold more shadow as well? Because it's it's all part of the whole.
1: Oh, so, absolutely. It's yeah. both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, criticised for being too negative lately. It's <laughs> <laughs> really interesting. I've, um, uh, because I've decided to um, express the um, more the um, delving into the big picture of what's been going on in the world lately uh, with you know the whole uh, crown virus, et cetera, et cetera. It's mm-hmm. really interesting that um, how people are being triggered in different ways because myself and the majority of the community, we've done a lot of shadow work right. within ourselves. So we're fine navigating our way through a lot of these more negative sort of flavored um, topical issues.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And we're and we're actually looking to embrace, looking to um, alchemize and transmute and transcend. Right. right. Um, but it's amazing how many people are just like, whoa, it's can't do it, can't go there, right. uh, some people accuse me of um being possessed by something really dark oh, and yeah turned right. into you know, and it's really quite interesting because you would have had that along the way too with you know when when we um really step into that space of embracing the light and the shadow not only in ourselves but in the world around us different folks get triggered in different ways. Have, have you experienced that too?
2: Absolutely. I don't know that it, I think it's inevitable for anyone because mm. we're expressing something that people aren't willing to meet in themselves yet and then they'll get triggered by it. And, uh, and that's what I think I've, I've witnessed what I chalk it up to when I see people being very resistant and triggered about, you know, shining a light on what's actually happening here it's um, For me, it's a, it's a delicious opportunity to find where my edges are, to find the parts of myself that haven't been loved back into wholeness. So if I get really triggered and in fear about my sovereignty being taken away, it gives me an opportunity to go into that and say, well, is that even true? Is that even possible? Is it possible for my sovereignty to truly be taken away? No, but if i'm just like don't show that to me i will have never found that level of freedom in myself to to stand in the knowing and say my sovereignty cannot be taken away (laughs) otherwise i would just have this low level like fringe fear of my sovereignty being taken away that i just never dove fully into to complete that cycle to say hang on is that actually true i would just live in that like discomfort of like oh it might be true i'm gonna i'm gonna do everything i can to control that and not have that happen to me but it seems like the inverse happens when you're really willing to meet it and integrate it and not resist it and, and be in fear of it almost by definition it won't happen to you because you don't need that reflection back to to come back into more wholeness so it's yeah and it takes a lot to of of practice to continue to experience that and it's because it's it's hard for the mind to go there and and think that that's what's going to happen you know so it's it's so helpful to have these trusted intimate people that you can go to this depth with and and feel safe that you can just you know, say, I'm in fear. And they're not like, Oh, you don't need to be in fear. You know, just like, Oh, yeah, how's that feel, you know, and create that space to untangle all those different shadows and wounds and trauma and not be like, Oh, she's just not getting it or whatever might happen, just to leave all that judgment aside and just fully welcome whatever is showing up, because we know the, the core essence of who you are. It's, it's yeah,
1: it's really about embracing the process, you yeah. know. And I say to people, see you on the other side of that process, you know, <laughs> see you on the other, see on the flip side. Yeah. And I, um, one thing I've learned to do is to genuinely embrace my process.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I have to, otherwise, I'm going to be in denial of certain things, and I need to be looking at. Mm-hmm. You know? um and i and i and I'm actually resisting or denying or pushing away a part of myself that's, that's wanting great. to integrate and come home
2: right right
1: and and if I continue to you know be in that space of like you said other people judging other people, but we judge ourselves internally, it's amazing if you were to actually have that realization how much we do it to ourselves right. to our own thoughts and emotions within ourselves. But to actually embrace that and bring it home, um, yeah, that is, that is a massive shift yeah. for me that happened internally. Yeah. Um, which when I observe people like yourself and and the grower leadership group and the, the – because it's what I've experienced so far, it's mostly women. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand why. I totally do. Anyone who knows my work throughout the years will know that I totally get that side of it. Um but also what it teaches us men yeah. you know when i interact with you and the group i'm uh, i'm absolutely amazed and also looking at the men associated with the women who are associated with your group yeah mm-hmm. um which um, yeah it is just absolutely fabulous so there's a real community that is growing yeah. like you know and i i, I having um created and co-created the we are infinite community yeah which is right now going through a restructuring and evolution
0: because
1: mm. i have recently right i'm just coming out the other side of a massive process i've been in lately which means now our our you know when we go through that inner reevaluation and restructuring now the outer world has to reevaluate and restructure because it's right. a reflection yeah right. Um, and yeah, things are really changing there. So I feel that um, the co-creative process of me and what's happening all around me, there's an energy to it and then there's an energy to what you, who you are as a being and your creations. And then I'm looking at other people as well and their energy as beings and their creations. And this new version of me that's emerging, the new version of you that's emerging, the new version of them that's emerging, all of a sudden that field is emerging.
2: Yes. It's time. That's what I I just keep feeling. It's time for us individually, for the collective. And it feels like what we've been identifying lately, because we're constantly in this inquiry of like, how do we communicate what gray leadership is? <laughs> because it is, how do you put words to this, you know? And, um, and one of the things we've been seeing recently and that I really felt come through when I was creating this project that you were referring to is that it feels like this um, soft, I guess a hammock is a good description, like a soft landing pad for people that are exiting the synthetic matrix in their awareness and and going oh this is actually something that feels more aligned with where i'm headed with what feels good for me to play in this space and the more that we just recognize that the stronger it it gets and the more it amplifies and i feel like i can see where that is in some way the midwife um, the midwifing process of the birthing of of these new layers of our beings that want to play in the organic realm. Now that we're aware that we are in an organic realm, um, and also the the midwifing of the the sort of the death doula of the synthetic matrix, as it's sort of the wind goes out of its sails, that even the 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 ones that are holding that so strongly have a place where they feel like, I can meet this in me now, and I won't be judged, and I'll have a safe place to still be loved as i meet all of this shadow in me
1: uh beautifully put beautifully said yeah and the other thing was um that really struck me was i made a decision recently um in the last uh, three months started really about three months ago maybe even before then for me to bring an end to my uh I'm going to say not only a love, I'm going to go as far as saying a subconscious addiction to the hero's journey. Right. right. Because I think the hero's journey, while it's vitally important, has been vitally important. Right. And I know so many people listening and watching to this can relate. Uh, I realized that I had to actually transcend that archetype because it started becoming toxic in my life. Right. Because our relationship was coming, it's come to to a close, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that archetype and the necessity for it has ended. Mm
2: -hmm. And it
1: was, look, the necessity was real and I needed it for all the lifetimes that I had through the dark ages, middle ages and even before, you know, Mm -hmm. until now. But now, with the new that's emerging, we have to actually move on from the hero's archetype, from the hero archetype and the hero's journey, because mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, it, it, the 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 value is immeasurable from that journey. Okay, yes, what yes. what has been gained? Now, this is what really really struck me with your project, because this ties in. I I came to realize within myself, I can't I cannot lead properly i cannot be a so-called leader right not that i have this you know obsession of wanting to be in control of people or anything but i um for me to to, uh, have created this community for me to continue to work in the manner that i'm i'm working the, the concept of of being a leader so to speak in my field it's real. There's no denying that, right? We've all got that going on in one way or another. You're you're a leader in your family unit, right. for example, yeah. So we've got that going on everywhere. It's all around us. And it's um, for me, it's not about hierarchy or matriarchy or patriarchy. For me, it's innerarchy. Right.
0: <laughs> right. <That's Because> right.
1: <laughs> to to, throw, to you know put a bit of a Georgeism out, you know, right. in that way. It's innerarchy. Mm-hmm and um and so I could not you know because i'm, I'm try- I was trying to step into that space of being that leader to the community in the best way I possibly could, yeah, um, but I came to realize that the hero archetype was actually holding me back because uh, I would love for you to go into the qualities and the characteristics and this is what struck me so big in your project that you recently did your recent project. Can you talk about, can you let us know what that is? Cause I know what it is. And some people watching know that what it is, but I think the majority who are going to watch and listen to this probably don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for you to talk about it now. And this is a beautiful segue for us to go deep in it because it's, it's interwoven. We cannot be those that, 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 uh, values and the virtues of the grail leadership we cannot embody that if we're still stuck in the hero's journey
2: yeah yeah great segue so i would say at the beginning of march when a lot of the lockdown from the declared pandemic started happening and i was moving through a lot of emotions and um it feels like alchemizing a lot of past life experiences, or I don't know, it doesn't feel right to say past life, other dimensional experiences, um, that I could just see like where we were headed and it was it was causing me a lot of grief and I was in a lot of tears. And, and then something came through me as I was alchemizing all that of like, I just, all these ideas are bouncing around in my head and they wanna come into coherence, but I need to just start putting them down on keynote slides and at the time it just was something that had to come through me it, i had no intention of sharing it i didn't i didn't have any attachment or like oh i'm going to create this presentation to share with a bunch of people it was just my way of bringing all these feelings and thoughts into coherence that i was seeing and so i just started creating these slides um and pretty soon it turned into like oh this is this is actually pretty potent <laughs> and so I just went with it and a lot of it, um, I realized what I really wanted to speak to was the hero's journey and the heroine's journey and then the integration of those two aspects into wholeness and sovereign unity. But in order to really convey what I was feeling about the, the importance of that is um, is really people needing to understand this notion of how much power we contain as creator beings. And I really, the only, the best way that I knew to explain that was to essentially go through your framework of our universal journey. And um, so I did several slides that were sort of like my interpretation, and and it really had to come through a deep integration of your work, George, because when I first read your book, like I said, I was like a bobblehead doll, like, yes, 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 like it was so resonant. There were still things that I walked away with in the way you articulate him that even as I'd start to convey them, I'd be like, well, do I have that right? Does that feel true in my system? So I'd have to go back to it and, and be like, I kind of see it this way, but I see it a little bit differently and had to make it mine and not just be like, well, George says this is what happens.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. A hundred percent. I just, I'm so in alignment with that process yeah. because we've all got our version of it right. uh, within us. So right. Beautiful,
2: exactly.
0: Beautiful yeah.
2: And to be in integrity with what I was communicating, I really needed to, to be like, you know, this feels what's real for me before I could put it out there in the slide. And so that was sort of, it was a two month process of each slide that I went through, each concept. I really, sometimes I'd have to pause for days and let it kind of filter through and I'd be on a hike and be like, that's what it is. And I'd go back and, you know, type it or write about it. Um so ultimately I came up with the title called Humanity's Heroic Journey A Quest for the Holy Grail but holy is spelled W H O L L Y which is
1: I love that
2: the wholeness, right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And um and really talking about the hero's journey as I was seeing it is sort of the that outward um yang kind of masculine aspect going out and finding our power, finding our sovereignty, our freedom. I can slay dragons. I can stand up to these knights. I can survive battles. You know, what, the, the, what we think is power that we build that healthy ego with of like, oh, I'm building my confidence through these experiences and these trials that I'm like surviving and coming out stronger and all that. That's that outward hero's journey. And at some point, which is exactly what happened in my world where I just, I went through three careers of like reaching the pinnacle of success in those careers and being like, still not fulfilled, must be a different career that I need to find this fulfillment in. So I'd switch careers and still didn't get fulfilled and switch careers again and reach the height of success and be like, I'm still feeling empty. And you know, so it must be something I'm doing wrong sort of thing. But at that point is when everything just stopped and nothing was working no matter what, you know, I'd try the like try harder, work smarter, like all those sorts of things. And it just kept being like a brick wall that I was running into until I hit that surrender point. And at that point you descend into a whole heroine's journey of meeting your own inner shadow, your, all the ways that along the hero's journey, you've impacted other beings you know, negatively or positively, but really looking in the mirror at all of your experiences to date and owning them and and realizing that all the ways that you've projected out there, villains or powerful beings, that they're actually all in here. And you reclaim those aspects and you bring them back in. And it really also at the same time tracks with connecting with the feminine and nature and the goddess and and there's just this yearning for being in nature and realizing we are nature and we're in, at one with this magnificent being called earth and all of that and as you sort of continue to to go through that there comes a point where that actually stagnates and then there's too much feminine energy and you're just sort of adrift and there's no structure in your life and you're not moving forward and 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 but then I was afraid to bring back in the masculine because I was afraid to go back to that type a existence that I was in and that really controlled world that I lived in for so much of my life. And so I danced with that masculine quite a bit and pushed it away and only wanted to stay in the feminine and you know, but really that it's this next phase of the dance of integrating back in a healthy masculine with the feminine that's risen up in you. And Mm -hmm. at some point it just, you know, really comes into wholeness of sovereign unity. The sovereignty is the hero phase where you're out there declaring your power and the unity is where you come back into connection with yourself, with your greater being, with nature, with everything that is. And at that point, it's, it's just this feeling of wholeness and integration. And it's not like a one and done, like, okay, now I'm complete. You know I mean, it continues to yeah. deepen and reverberate through experiences, but It definitely feels like this arc so i saw it as you know you use the sine wave a lot of light you know there's the line and there's the curve above and then the curve below and that's exactly how i was seeing the hero's journey is the curve above and the the light and then the the heroine's journey is the descent below sort of that subterranean journey through the darkness well
1: well if i can add to that the heroine's journey is the missing part of the rainbow
2: Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you saw that several years ago, it hit me. I was like watching it, I saw this um, image of a rainbow and my mind wanted to go, well, where's the rest of it? And, and I just imagined it continued, continuing below the ground into a full sphere. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when, when I saw that in the presentation and the way you presented it was just oh, fantastic it spoke so deeply i related to it 100 percent, right and it just yeah it really that that i don't want to give away too much but i'm just going to recommend everybody to watch it i really yeah absolutely yeah i'm done. a bit lost for words now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the energy is so big
2: <laughs> wow well, yeah. actually, it feels like what I wanted to speak to on that is that, as you are saying, this leadership, and you, you know you're a leader, but we're, we're sort of moving beyond that old form of conventional, what's known as a leader, and, and a lot of times that holds us back. Well, I don't want to be that kind of a leader, so we sort of stay small, but for me, leadership is now, how do I just, well, essentially allow my greater being to lead, and, and really what it's, what's leading is the expression of my unique gifts, my unique genius, which is some medicine for someone or for the planet or, you know, meet some calling, some need, they always match up. And so that's what I believe is that if everyone was expressing their genius, the entire world would work. There would be no suffering, you know, and not to say that that's what we're here for is to experience like no suffering, but there's something about each person being able to fully express oh. their genius and their, their medicine right and so that's what leadership is like for me yeah Yeah. i'm just expressing this message that's coming through me and i've scripted it like i'll take the the grail leadership message and then i had to go on this journey of living it and to deeply embody it to be able to to speak it and that's exactly what you're doing and we are infinite you signed up for that you know it was aligned with your soul journey and you had to live a life that prepared you for embodying (laughs) that message
1: but now, you know, we are infinite has become something different. Right. That's evolved now. Yeah. That's evolved into our Earth. Right. Right. And it is just uh, you know, look, look, look at what's become of it. And it's yeah. part of the evolution. See, so this right. is what I'm in agreement with you. It's like um, um our journey home dot earth has emerged. And what was really interesting is about I went through a nine-year gestation period with um from the birthing of our journey home.com.au dot com dot a u that was the original u r l yeah, and that 's where Super Wee Radio was birthed as well, spawned out of that uh-huh. and I really feel that a lot of what we had back then was way ahead of its time and and so it 's like uh on a personal journey we as individuals that 's why I say look back through your the path that you 've walked and really bring forward all the beautiful stuff that you know, it's it's like all the gold, all the all all the stuff that you can use moving forward and is still applicable today. Cause I found there's a lot of things I was into back then which didn't gain traction back then simply because they're ahead of its time right. of, of their time. Now we're entering into a phase where I'm integrating my past. I'm no longer competing with my past self. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 embracing my past self, integrating my past. Okay. Whatever needs to be alchemized and transcended does, but whatever needs to come forward into the new creative process does. See?
0: Right.
1: So I'm bringing the old version of me, the bits that are important now, there. And and it's kind of like those parts of me are going, finally, finally, we're being acknowledged.
0: Right. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Finally, now it's our turn. We're finally getting that, our moment to now step up and. And be heard and also be felt to be um, realised. Yes. And this is an internal process right. I'm going through, which means people are going to experience that out there as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's what's happened with you with Grower Leadership. Right. Grower Leadership is an expression of who you are becoming.
0: Exactly.
1: Our Journey Home. Dot Earth is an expression of who I was and who I'm becoming. Sorry, I meant to include Grower Leadership is who you were bringing all the qualities and characteristics of who you were the things you have done you have been and 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 all that deep process that you went through also to to alchemize and transcend all the parts of you that needed dissolving and integrating right Right. back in but also and now you have all the parts of you that are now really coming into play that you tried implementing back then tried expressing back then but didn't gain traction didn't quite work out right but now is the time for those parts of you to step up and it's their time now you know mm. so it's our time now within ourselves and i love that i can see that i can see your internal process because i can see my internal process because right. i've i've lived my internal process that's how I identified in you that's how I identified in other people yeah Exactly. And I'm 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 watching it. I'm watching it in my two sons as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're just they're just going through these incredible transformations right now, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be prouder. You know, as, as a dad, as a father, and the conversations that we have and the communications that we have now are so different to what they were even a year ago.
0: Wow!
1: Right, so really bra- embracing what's happening now. This cosmic waves. These, you know, and and and. Identifying the themes of the waves and surfing them. Oh, it's just beautiful. And that's what I love about um you know, grower leadership because that's what you do. You um you know how to identify. You're not afraid to actually look at yourselves and embrace and really step up and go through the changes that you need to go through. And that's what I'm seeing in um in the people I'm working with. Yeah, mm-hmm. that are associated with grower leadership.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah and I recently went through some phases of that what you were talking about um where bringing forward those golden nuggets from the past because mm-hmm. yeah it definitely happens in these these waves where it feels like you know you're in I was in a very masculine hero's journey then the very feminine and then it doesn't mean you just switch back and forth at some point you know the integration happens and it causes this like uh disturbance like turbulence because at first i could see that i was pushing away my old self i don't want to go back there i don't want to be that type a stress monster the more i could let in like okay well i don't need to bring that part back but i could still bring in the leadership and the you know corporate structure the business know-how the way to systematize things and understand the the feminine part of me that exists at my core and and that that's ever present so that balances out and in some ways negates that type a stress because that's what like burns off those layers that weren't healthy. And yeah, so it's, it's, you're right. It's not at odds with your past self. It's bringing forward those golden nuggets with the alchemy of burning off the parts that don't want to stay that were just the wounded parts and the parts that wanted to be loved back into integration.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm just so excited about um, how things are unfolding. It's it's that creation, it's that co-creation, and and finding that 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 co-creative process within myself. You know, with with that you know, inner dialogue. You know, I have really good inner banter with my greater being.
0: Right.
1: You know, we have. A, sometimes I could, you know, do this to my greater being. You know, all right. <laughs> you know, I don't do that as often as I used to.
2: Right. Same. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but every now and then it's still fun. You know, it keeps, keeps us each on our toes, but we, you know, it's kind of like uh, I used to say to my greater being, will you come down here and do this? And then right. my, my, my greater being goes, well, I have, it's you. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, checkmate. You know, <laughs> right. Right. it's that, it's that we are our greater being. Our greater being is us, yeah. obviously, you know, yes. um, it's lovely to experience that separation, but also the unity right. is what's really there. And right. we know that the separation is just part of a uh, people use the word illusion a lot. It's just part of the construct, right? Right. right. It's to experience that. It's, yeah. and, you know, and so we might as well enjoy that. Right. Right. You know, and, and that's where I go, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Right. right.
1: <laughs> and there's times where I'm just like, no. I, no, no, only like if, if I'm going to head in that direction, then I want this and I want that, I want that yeah, <laughs> right. you know, right. and, and, and that's it. If, if, the, if those, if those parameters aren't filled, it ain't mm. happening. Mm. You know, it's really good about that. Your you, you great being goes, Oh wow. It's finally growing up. <laughs>
2: right well it's interesting because the immature expression of that is w- at the beginning i would say you know you want me to do what you know the, the, and and like okay i'll go on this spiritual path and but anything happens to my kids i'm out i'm done yeah. you know that was like my bargaining chip you know i thought and now i look back my greater being was like cute keep going like you know but that was my sort of but and now i'm at a place where like this is not a bargaining with myself and the, the, the universe, this is trusting, you know, I, I was going to say, God forbid, which is so funny. It's just a default expression, but if anything were to happen to one of my kids, that would be their sole choice. And, you know, and we, there would be a co-creative agreement around that. And, yeah. and it's so not easy to accept that, but, some level that's just the way it works and I I honor that and I honor their journeys and that's the the, they're they're expanding my edges by showing me like my journey is not your journey mom I we weave in a lot of ways I agree with you in so many ways and we have different breadcrumbs to pick up different messages to bring through you know and so letting them be that and the same thing is what's happening you know we are infinite is evolving to our journey home it's it's, you know, it's an expression that comes through you and it also has sort of its own life that's, that's happening and evolving. It's through yeah, you let's come and back. You, but... let's come back
1: home to our journey home Cause, cause like, you know, I started out with our journey home and then that whole, um, uh, integrative process I was in internally with not only my, um, my, my earthly nature and then my solar nature and galactic and cosmic nature. It was that journey of integrating my infinite nature beyond this universe. I've, I've been in this incredible, and in, like everything I am in this universe, and my infinite nature, and I've been in this incredible alchemical process with all of that, mm-hmm. right? And that's why it went to I am infinite, then went to We are infinite, and and uh, that word remembrance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm there reminding everybody. I had to remind everybody we're infinite. So me going through that internal process enabled me to create the structures. It gave me the right and the natural authority, having walked the path internally to now outwardly express that and and create the structures in the outer world. And, And this is natural law. Right? That's why um, when when buildings are built using natural law, pyramids in the Giza Plateau, for example, yeah. um, the original construction of those was with natural law, even though they, some people deem them an unnatural structure. right? But they've stood the test of time because, and Teotihuacan, et cetera, if you look around the planet, all those ancient structures that doesn't matter if tsunami comes, doesn't matter what comes, they will stand the test of time because it's the energetic structures the framework the template if you want to use that word that that is with those stones right. okay and their relationship to the earth and the synergy of those structures to the earth so you know that's why they stand the test of time so when we are expressing ourselves in our creative process like you are with grow leadership like i have been um with our journey home to i'm infinite to we are infinite back to our journey home right. you know it's like full circle yes. and now that is that is the journey i've been on and now my creative process is our universal journey right <laughs> the book that i write right which right. you know i'm i've also um you know almost finished now a revised version which will be out very soon
2: fantastic
1: yeah Oh, that's great. so it is uh it is something that um If we understand natural law, and the way it works is you walk the path, you do the inner work with it, you have the right, you have the natural authority, then all these other imposing energies, they don't have the substance to eliminate that.
2: That's right. Absolutely. Yes. And my experience of that in my world is, you know, what I I said when I was doing this coaching and online marketing programs and things like that and I had this wake up to your wealth program I needed to teach that because I needed to learn it more deeper but it was still a mental cognitive process and concepts that I was putting together in nice little slides and a picture of a goldfish swimming in a bowl and saying you're swimming in a sea of abundance it's all around us this it is this universe but i they stopped working because divine timing like that was perfect for that phase that i was in and it helped a lot of people you know expanded a lot of people's awareness, but I didn't have the authority to deeply share that message because I hadn't embodied it and integrated it yet and moved through my own shadows. I needed that to be true. I needed it to be that you know I lived in abundance because I was afraid of not having abundance. And once I could burn that all off, and then it's just this authentic message that you said, it's just this organic, it's constructed through organic lore, it, it can't be taken down, it just is. You know, it's not a mental construct that somebody could come along and, you know, take the legs out from under it by some other competing mental construct. It's just emanating out there as truth in a way. Because the
1: creative, that creative process also resides in a frequency spectrum where those other energies, what I'll call the forces of limitation, have no access to. They can't reach into those domains.
2: Right. Because they're partial truths. They're operating in partial yeah. slivers of the whole. Mm. Yeah very
1: powerful oh, oh yeah now um bringing it back to that hero's journey and the heroine's journey can you go a little bit deeper into that because what that did for me when i was watching that video i mean my goodness yeah
2: is there an aspect that you want me to go deeper into uh,
1: how does how did how does that relate to your journey especially mm. the heroine's journey
2: hmm yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I've alluded to, most of my life until well into my 40s, I was living a very masculine, I was on that hero's journey phase for sure. I
1: I do apologize. You did say that earlier.
2: No, no, no. That's okay. Um, And, you know, doing it as a woman was sort of like a double dose almost because especially when I went into the corporate world, I was named the vice president and general counsel, the head of the legal department before I was even 30. I was the only woman on the executive team i was the youngest so i felt like i really needed to prove myself to these male executives that were you know older and what is she doing here and they were threatened and you know all that so i took on the story that i just needed to do everything perfectly everything really well be the one that was the latest at the office you know at night first one in in the morning took on all these large large projects in an effort to prove myself. And it was just continual layers of that Um, until, you know, into my forties, I was starting to hit adrenal burnout and just started to crumble under the pressure that I had mounted on myself. At one point, as I got out of corporate then owned my retail businesses, and then went into this very entrepreneurial phase. I had six different corporations running at the same time. And I was oh, wow. launching three different websites and you know, coming up with new business ideas. And every time I had an idea, I'd go build it. And, and I was just crumpling under the weight of what I had created. Hmm. And um, at about the time that I started to feel that crumpling, my mom was, who lived with me was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And even that I I approached it from the hero's journey, I'll save her. I dove deep into researching how I could heal her cancer through natural foods and all that sort of thing. And I really had this belief that it was my responsibility to save her and that I could, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, as if, you know, not respecting her journey and what was there for her to extract from that experience. But anyway, at some point, um, after a few years of that, it just kept layering on more and more pressure as I was trying to get out from under the pressure, and and yeah, just hit that point of just pure like standstill where everything just started to crumble around me. This constructed life that I had built, you know, realizing my marriage was not going to fulfill me in the long term, you know, realizing my mom was about to die, realizing my businesses were failing, you know, everything that I'd done, you know, I had two launches of this. Um, coaching program and my first year hit six figures and then it came into a trickle after that and I just what am I doing wrong (laughs) and yeah so all those things were just there would be months where I would just be in my house just going what I don't know what you want from me like what am I supposed to do next you know and I was just in that abyss of the unknown and which is something I, I had constructed this life of um, never experiencing the unknown anytime there was an unknown I would control it uh, and uh, so that was this got to beyond what I could control anymore as it does right and the stronger the hero's journey the more we're going to get hit with stuff that's you know what do they say like if they tap you with a feather and you don't you know give then it'll be like a branch and then a two by four will hit you over the head and It's like it's time to look at this. and um, you know, in the archetype of the heroine's journey and the hero's journey, they say when um at that point of the descent into the the darkness and the goddess, that you um, in the myths, the Grail myths, the hero would uh, meet up with a goddess um, and and then in the heroine's journey, Maureen Murdoch talks about, um, that you really, a woman resonates with that and wants that and is inspired by that. And for me, that was my friend Dawn, who is now one of the co-creators in Grail Leadership, where she just embodied so much unconditional love. And I was like, how do you do that? How do you not stress? How do you not control? You know, how do you not judge? And, um, so she just represented and embodied that for me as a beautiful role model of the feminine. And then the more I just, Continue to surrender to that, the more the feminine just stepped in and supported me, nurtured me, showed me like my deep connection with nature. Um, and as it turns out, um, I found the gene keys over um, time, Richard Rudd, who I believe is just one of these grail knights that has this beautiful message to bring. And it turns out that my pearl, which is the core essence of who I truly am, is um, the feminine, it's gene key too, which is the receptive, the yin. And it was like, who knew? I was just this feminine pearl surrounded by masculine oh, armor yeah, yeah, yeah. for most of my life. So that's just been the most beautiful journey of realizing wow, within within that armored sort of masculine approach to the world was this feminine that just wanted to be expressed, that just wanted to be able to feel everything you know, to, to, to weep and at beauty and to be in sorrow and let that be okay for a while and to be in the unknown. And because the unknown is pure potentiality and uh, far more amazing than anything that I could create and construct with my mind and with my control mechanisms. So.
1: This is where I feel so sad and sorry for things like technical intelligence and uh, you know, controllers of empires which we've all had a go at in our journey through the universe and uh, integrating one of those big aspects of me recently too the sadness is beyond measure Mm -hmm. the grief is beyond measure
0: right
1: you know the emptiness the loneliness um and it's this um it's like what we call the compounding effect the snowball effect the you end up heading in a particular journey and it takes you all the way to being a god that's that's the journey that's where it ends up right. uh, which is the pinnacle of anyone who wants to um you know feels the need to explore control <laughs> right right, right. Mm-hmm. control issues <laughs> yeah. on a cosmic scale it's yes. just freaking hilarious you know and uh, when we uh hit that point in in the journey of uh you know in the hologram of the gods it, it's this realization and You know, what you've just shared and what I'm sharing now is, this is the same for every human being on this planet who's going through their awakening process, right? Mm -hmm. You quickly realize (laughs) that the aspect of you that's trying to control everything, there's actually so much more greater aspects of you who actually designed the whole play from the start,
0: right? Right, right.
1: And, uh, and the whole journey into these realities from the mm. start. And, then, and that includes the journey into the universe. So, you know, being, being encapsulated in that, what I call the porcelain glaze of this self-serving light, this enamoring, you know, it can get pretty, like well, porcelain can be pretty hard, you know. Uh, and it takes a fair bit of work to, to start, you know, eroding that away or sometimes it's got to be, gets brittle and you've got to crack it,
2: you know. Take a sledgehammer to it. <laughs> and I,
1: I think we've all experienced that in our in our lives so, yeah great.
2: that's
1: brilliant with the heroine's journey and all that mm. and how you've related to that because um what I'm seeing now is what's emerging um for me when I'm going to use my languaging because I know you're using languaging you are used to mm-hmm. so I'm going to put my slant on it um so the heroine's journey, meeting the goddess, as you, as you said, for me it's meeting natural woman, coming mm-hmm. back home to natural woman. Right. And, and that's what I'm experiencing in the Graal Leadership Group. That's what's emerging. That's that energy. That's right. Um, and I'm feeling like in all of the – when I look at – because I do a lot of um, – I've done a lot of private sessions over time, having a bit of a break now from them because I'm in my writing – writing sabbatical mm-hmm. uh, that I'm heading into and, uh, and also the um, uh, natural man, you know. So how I've experienced that within myself, which is emerging, and I'm observing women like you who are um, uh, going through the process, have been in the process for a long time and emerging out of that. And what's the energy, what's the expression that is now emanating from you you know what i mean what's the energy that's emanating from me what's the energy that's emanating from uh other man that i meet that is they're embodying the same thing yeah. you know their version of it of, of the, their natural man energy is emerging right you know? and it's just it's a beautiful thing to see
0: mm.
1: uh, and and we look each other in the eyes and we virtually do not have to Say anything we just know you know and memories come flooding back I'm meeting I'm meeting a man that I remember being in the battlefield with standing soldiers shoulder to shoulder you know and and being involved in in so many adventures in the past just by just standing in front of them and looking into their eyes all those memories come flooding back and the, and the synergies there the knowing is there yes there's pain there's sorrow there's sadness but there's also unity there's glory there's it's a whole all of it it's all there and i feel that this is one of the big keys as to as we emerge and we integrate so much deeper our our the dynamics of our relationships how we experience one another it's it's like the degree of our interactions are becoming so much more substantial have you have you noticed that
2: absolutely
1: well we've experienced that yeah right?
2: yes With ourselves,
1: and we're experiencing it with you know those ones who we're working with we're co-creating with really closely around us right but i'd love to hear your your take on that too
2: Hmm. well i'll say around 2008 2009 i remember going through this inward process of Starting to feel like my life is not really fulfilling me, and I'm just working like crazy and um, worried about money and all that. And um, and I said, I just want to have people around me who inspire me. And I thought, who around me inspires me? And I I was like, very few people. And so I set this intention of, you know, I really want to call in more people who inspire me. And you know, probably two to three years later, I looked around like oh my goodness, I have so many relationships now with people who inspire me. Mm. And it's just continued to deepen like that to where now the switch has flipped so much that I would say 90% of my relationships are these deep, rich, intimate, connected soul connection relationships. And it's almost difficult to have conversations that aren't that now because I'm so used to it being that and even you know to the point where when I interact with people that are so used to the old way of doing things um, and in this sort of safe intimate um, space that I occupy now with my friends we can be really direct and not harsh but we just are like this is what this is what I'm seeing and it's not like oh is it okay if I tell you this kind of thing we don't tiptoe around each other so when I show up like that Um, in other settings I've had people go wow you're so direct like that hurt me and I said (laughs) that hurt you wow I was just you know you know wasn't said with any harshness or anything you know so it was really like oh this lands in a different way for people that aren't in that space because they they read it as being critical or you don't agree with me or you know you didn't tiptoe around me enough you know and so it's just a I love the richness and the the authenticity and the the way that you can just cut through the noise and confusion with that just depth of realness that comes through.
1: You know, that's so beautifully put. And it it is the, um, uh, I I call it natural efficiency.
0: Yeah.
1: That comes with turning inside out with Mm -hmm. that flow. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what technical intelligence is trying to replicate, right? Right, right. right. It, it's obsessed, totally obsessed with efficiency. Yeah. It's and it drives it insane.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And people see it as a really, you know, incredible strength about, you know, the machine intelligence, right? Right. And sure, on 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 many in many areas of life, it it is a wonderful strength. Yeah. Right. Right to know the bigger picture of it to know it's 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 strengths and its
2: weaknesses yes you know yeah and that's one aspect of the whole truth or the whole picture yeah do you know after your empire of the ants webinar our house got overrun with ants (laughs) we had streams of them coming through the kitchen and I was looking up natural ways to, you know, stave off ants and deter them and I was spraying vinegar and water on the counters and they just kept coming in in droves. And finally Don said, you know, I had an ant problem and what you need to do is put out ant traps where they take the the poison back to the queen and you need to stop it at the queen. And you know, of course I'm dealing with the like, oh, that feels awful, you know, I don't want to kill all these beings, but it just got to be like enough is enough. And And so then I was like, okay, you need to go directly to the heart and say, we've tried reasoning with you. We've tried asking nicely, tried saying this doesn't really work for us. And now enough is enough. And you go to the root and, you know, and so that now our ant problem is gone, but it's in that space, you can draw healthy boundaries. And this has been coming up a lot for this, you know, natural woman is uh, the one with the authority to say enough is enough. It's gone too far now it's time to do something about this and um, and for me it's so important that that come from a really integrated place where you're not saying enough is enough from wounding or from pain or retribution or vengeance or anything like that it's just recognizing the authority that you hold to say that's enough time to come back home now you know time time to do something different You've gone so far out on that swing of the pendulum. Yeah. I i mean, I could say so much more that's actually shared in my video that we're talking about the Jimenez- Oh journey. No, feel free to share it here
1: too. No, honestly, because this is a critical, what, what you just said. Mm. I've just gone into stunned silence mode because mm. you are speaking directly to my heart and uh, um, echoing things that I've said through, through um, the years um, but to hear it from natural woman, that's a whole new level. I'm sitting mm. here, you uh, right. so <laughs> know, please, please continue.
2: It was just a really deep process that happened uh, around Easter. I was on a weekly call with Julia for Grail Leadership, Julia, Don and I, and Julia just happened to mention as we were getting off the call, like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be off technology for three days. We're doing a fast, of, a water fast and a technology fast. And I'd never fasted before, but something in me just said, yeah, I'm doing that too. Like that's, it's time. Like that, that's what I'm doing. And my, my awareness was sort of like, what, what? No, (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to not eat for three days, but it just was this knowing that like, this is what I'm doing. And, and, and then Dawn said, yeah, I'm doing it too. And we're not the ones that join each other and do same, same, but we were like, oh, okay. I had no idea. I mean, it was three days of kind of torture for my body. It was just really difficult by the, you know, third day, Julie had said, oh, by the third day is when, you know, you start getting really heightened awareness and euphoric. And, you know, my third day was just misery. <laughs> and by the next morning, I thought, what did I do? Why did I do that to myself? I'm never doing that again. But then that night after I was able to eat, it was Easter Sunday. I ate with my household here and just felt really nourished again. And and taking care of myself and I went to sleep that night and I woke up around 1am and I was awake all night with just information and emotions running through me and just this heightened awareness Um, but one of the things that was catalyzed was um, or triggered in me was watching all these beautiful heart-centered people that are getting caught up in the narrative around the pandemic and they're posting on Facebook saying, I'm, I'm sewing masks for people who can't afford masks. And, and they're coming from such a place of wanting to help and care for others. And, and I just got so angry at sort of the, the controllers, you know, behind all this and saying, you're just playing on people's love and it's not okay. And that's like, not playing by the rules and it's you know manipulative and you know all that sort of thing and i just had this anger in me and the phrase just enough is enough kept coming through so strongly but then i was in this inquiry of like well if i say enough is enough am i depriving someone else of their experience because maybe someone else it's not enough for them maybe someone else really needs to experience being controlled or being manipulated or doing what they thought was from their heart, but actually wasn't necessarily aligned or whatever that is. So who am I to deprive them of that? So I was in this just deep inquiry. And in the middle of the night, I also was, had been working on this slide of, you know, the hero's journey and then the heroine's journey. And I was seeing that the God of religions was occupying that throne at the very peak of the hero's journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was sort of like, that's the height of the toxic masculine that's so far yes. removed from the feminine and who they really are and from wholeness. And, and then it was really landing in me again, how you had said that fairly recently, the God of religions had stepped off the throne. And I was feeling into that. And I just was overcome with such deep love and appreciation and compassion For a being that could have wrought that much destruction and suffering to then go, okay, I'm ready to go down into the heroin phase now and face all of that. Have mirrored back to me what I've created, the impact that I've had, and not only see it, but go through incarnations of experiencing it from that side. You know, now experiencing those levels of control and manipulation and suffering. And I just thought, That is a lot to take on for a being that's caused that much destruction to go through that sort of a reflective process to experience the other side of all those creations. And I just was pouring out, just tears were flowing of so much appreciation for what that would take, that kind of courage to step off that throne and face what they're about to face or are facing. And then all these things were coming in of like, maybe the pandemic, if it's real, it is our way of alchemizing all that um, shadow energy through our bodies, and that we would agree to take that on as a collective, because alchemizing that distortion is too much for any one being, and we co-created it by agreeing to it, by having been in that throne, but, you know, and so all of these just awarenesses were pouring in, but the one that I came back to was uh you saying that because this is a feminine realm the the women the feminine are the ones that have the authority that need to say what's happening here what's allowed here what's not allowed here and i still was dealing with some discomfort around that because i don't want it to just flip to some matriarchal authority sort of thing but but i i just was really letting that in like okay, if that's true, then I need to just deal with that discomfort and step in and say enough is enough. And, and what I could see in that moment was so beautiful. Again, I was in so many tears, it's probably four in the morning. And I was just seeing that the enough is enough isn't sort of shutting that, that energy down or making it wrong. It's saying, okay, you've reached that highest point, that pinnacle of distortion and now I'm calling you back to yourself. And that, oh, it just, just moved through me so deeply. And I just thought, that's it. That's the dance of the masculine and the feminine and the agreements that were made before anything ever came into being. And, and the, that agreement to say, okay, when you reach that farthest point, I'll be here to call you back. Yes was like that would allow that person to go on that height of that journey to play the role that or not person to that yes. being to play that role. And so it's this beautiful dancing co-creative agreement that we're just stepping in and playing our role now. So that allowed me to just really own that natural woman authority and say enough is enough. I mean it's a hashtag now. <laughs> it's, you know. So it's it's beautiful and it's magnitudes beyond what this you know um used to think i was <laughs>
1: yeah oh wow and it's just beautiful to hear you voice it to hear you talk about it so whoever is watching and listening mm. can feel it you know that's like uh, you're, you're transmitting that mm. you're emanating the, the the energy of it Mm. Uh, and that 's what's really um spoke to my heart was you know the um the harmonics that are coming through your voice when you actually speak of the energy that accompanies it
0: mm. so,
1: um and that and that 's what shows us you know what you 're speaking where it 's coming from it 's the same for anyone it 's when I speak when anyone speaks um where we come from and the things that we 're saying um uh, We can think whatever we like about ourselves, but it's the harmonics. It's the, it's the energy that, that speaks, that really speaks. So uh, I'm trying to recover from experiencing what you just did to me and the listeners and the viewers. So I'm just, uh, just give me a moment to gather myself. Um, I feel that um, um, Us uh, men who have been, uh, we're really broken, right? We've been um, seriously emasculated. Right. And any man that that is going to actually decide to be honest with himself and get real with himself, it won't take long before you quickly realize how seriously emasculated we are mm-hmm. and all the bravado they're all they're all fronts they're all uh, layers of hard casing which is hiding the wounds that are deeper within
0: right.
1: it's a protective armor that men wear yeah mm-hmm. and um well it's the energy because women do it too right yep, exactly. it's that that masculine energy right just like there's lots of men, uh, to varying degrees, every single man carries a wounded woman, you know, the yeah. victim archetype, right. you know, that uh, within us as well. But bringing it back to men p- in particular,
0: mm-hmm.
1: man, because um, I love that man and then you've got woman, which is, whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the <laughs> whoa part, you know. Uh, rather than we, men. I don't like women. I prefer to use the word woman right. in both the singular and the plural. plural. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just uh, womb as well. It's just womb. Right. Anyway, um, we we are incredibly broken and, um, and hurt. We're the wounded warriors. Right. And it is uh, really important for us to... Um, experience woman energy that hasn 't got that chip on the shoulder hasn 't got that edginess hasn 't got that um, that want to control and manipulate and uh seek vengeance upon and criticize and tear down because of the edginess or the resentment towards the patriarchy and all that sort of stuff and 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 it's vice versa because um women don't want to experience a male energy that is fearful of woman and the power of woman and, right. the, and the need to um, belittle her because um, he feels threatened by her and control her and, and abuse her and take advantage of her and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to have that experience of uh, when a man is willing to be natural man within himself, he then will be able to identify and experience natural woman.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm finding fascinating. That's what I've been experiencing. Yeah. When I can look around and I can look around and I can see the men I have in my life around me and how my natural man energy identifies the natural man in them. Yeah. Yeah, and I find that that is just such a beautiful, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Emergence.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because we activate and, it in each other, right? When yep. you emanate that, you're calling it forth from others because it's in there with everyone. Mm. Mm.
1: And what I'm seeing is the more we do that, the more I go into, or well, not into, the more I allow my natural man energy to, Emerge and express and be um, one of the things that occurs is it synergizes with other men who are being natural man and then other women who are being natural woman, and together we 're creating that new reality, the new realm, the new right. field you know that we you spoke of earlier right. yeah I, I feel that this is the process, and um, if I may go as far as saying uh, that when i'm uh, interacting with you and when I'm interacting with uh, woman associated with you when I'm interacting with I've got a circle of women here it's like a I got I've got. I feel like I'm surrounded by this council of wise women, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And here too, not only you guys uh, yes. that I interact yes. with online, but I mean, I've got another. It's it's like a, It's like you've. It's different groups of women, just like there's different groups of men doing. We're, we're doing our thing. Mm-hmm. This other group of women that's here. What I'm finding really fascinating is. They have their expression of it, and they've come together, and they you know hold women's circles and they work with the land and mother earth and all that. It's just amazing what they do mm-hmm. but i'm what's what I'm finding interesting is there's a frequency in there in them in each of them, and then their group as a as a council of women mm-hmm. the council itself, if you want to call it that the gathering of women I don't know what to call it, yeah. Honestly, do you have a word besides counsel? No.
2: Field. <laughs> field. Yeah. The field of woman, right?
1: <laughs> and um, what I'm seeing is is that what I'm experiencing in them, I also experience with you and your group. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm finding that interesting. And what I've said to them, and I've said to your group, is that is the field. That is the. Harmonic resonance. What is emerging out of all of you, woman? That's the remedy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is the energy that is here to. Because um, I've, for years, decades, I've been talking about us men. We can only do so much in this world, right? But because it's a woman wor- woman's world, we need to eventually take that step back. Be the chivalrous, chivalrous knight. I always get my tongue twisted around that word, okay. um, chivalry, and chivalrous knight. And step back after we've done, you know, the battle work that we needed to do, and allow the woman to step up to exercise her natural authority. And uh, and the final healing is going to take place by natural woman in this world. I really. I've felt that my entire life. Right. Uh, I've never stepped away from it. It still feels, I'm going to say, more so now than ever because I'm bearing witness to it, to the energy emerging.
0: Right.
1: I'm experiencing it. Right, it's not an ideology. Yeah, yeah, it's palpable. I feel it. I experience it. So, right. uh, there's times when I just burst into tears, and I sob like a baby, like you bore witness Mm -hmm. to the other day because that field is so powerful and this is what i found really interesting was uh what it did to me
0: Mm.
1: can you speak on that
0: Mm. yes
2: because i love to like i said deconstruct things like this and like why did that create that field that was so potent and yeah and the best i can do is just name what i'm witnessing and, and seeing emerge but um This woman has really been sinking in as I was creating this presentation of, you know, the Milky Way being a womb space, um, the earth being a womb space, woman embodying that womb space. Whether you've ever given birth to a child or not, you have these cells that are connected to every other womb cell quantumly, you know, that's like this this space of safety and nurturing and unconditional love that any being can feel uh, protected and loved to be themselves as a baby does in a womb. And, and it's amplified when more and more women are holding that natural woman space. And I feel like that's what, Dawn was doing for me. That's what Don and Julia and Neve were doing for me. That's what we do for each other. And we've been incubating this womb space with the four of us and this configuration of the three of us for enough time that we just feel it so palpably. And then we can, it translates when someone else enters that field and they feel that. It's the best I can describe it as unconditional love and acceptance and non-judgment. And not only that, but seeing you for your core essence your genius your your divinity that that runs through you um and so when we can hold that space it it sort of pierces through the noise and the confusion and allows the fullest expression of someone to to just reveal themselves and sometimes that looks like revealing shadows sometimes it looks like revealing just like you said the sobbing with just like the awe of what's happening here and and um, I imagine that you, and you said you felt safe to do that because you didn't feel like we were gonna be like, oh wait, what do we do now? George is crying. Like, <laughs> but we were like, yeah. we were right there with you feeling it and just providing that spaciousness for that energy to flow. That's the best I can come up with to describe The phenomenon that happens in that space and it's such a healing and by healing i mean it's not that it's broken needs to be fixed it's it's wholeness it's it's reclaiming those parts of ourselves being able to look at the parts that want to be seen and loved back into integration and alchemized um and there's there's nothing like it and that's why i agree with you that that's what's needed at this time is for the women to to recognize that authority and embody that space where even a being like the god of religions can feel safe to now face the shadow, without retribution, without feeling like I'm going to be tortured for all you know eternity. It, because it isn't that feeling of retribution; it's a feeling of I know that space. I've been that space. I can I can hold that and and um, allow it to be seen and witnessed without that retribution. So. Pretty potent. And I will say it requires another layer for women. I could realize I named my resistance to, like, well, I don't want to be the one that says enough is enough. Like, do I have authority over someone else's journey? There's that. Like, who am I to say that? But then there's also the, like, once you really let that in, like, oh, it's the women that have the authority for what happens and doesn't happen here, which means all the suffering that's ever taken place in this place has been by authority of women. And you go, oh
0: Yeah, yeah. And to really
2: let that in is, Mm -hmm. that's a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And it really, George is served by so much by the men that will stand there and say, like you have said, with conviction, women are the ones with the authority. And without judgment or retribution, like what are you guys doing? Step up. It's just like nourishing that that what we already know, that remembrance, and and not being like, well, who are you? You're just a woman. I'm the man. You know, it's it's really the more it plays off of itself, the more that the natural man can come forward with that awareness and support the women coming into that awareness as natural woman. It just amplifies each other. To really be who we're here to be
1: one thing and thank you for that sharing um one thing uh, i've noticed is um when that energy is present the impact it has um on any parts of me that are looking to hide or any parts of me that are looking to be the mask yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's like uh what I was able to do, people probably don't know what happened, but I was, you know, um ended up on a group call with the Grower Leadership Group. Uh the, the main core of it. And there was uh yourself and Dawn and Julia and Neve and me. And um the field was so powerful, <laughs> even though it was through Zoom. Um The impact it had on me was so great. Uh, After um, you know, you ladies had your your turn at speaking, and then it came to my turn. Um, Yeah, I had I just went into a meltdown, and because I'd been in a very deep process, and I was able to share with you all what I'd been going through. And what was really fascinating was how I was able to open up and be totally vulnerable. And usually when you feel that vulnerable, you don't normally feel that safe. But I felt uh, 100% safe. Really, it was amazing mm-hmm. how I actually felt in that field, in that space. And, um, and I feel this, this is a really important part of, um, you know, our sharing today because uh, well, all of it's been important. Uh, I, f- I feel this is at the heart Of everything else right Mm -hmm. is because what is what i'm seeing emerging in woman now and there's lots of women around the world i've met yet and i'm sure it's happening in them too you know Mm -hmm. is that this field of energy that's starting to emerge this this energy coming out from the core of mother earth which has been working me for years yeah um i'm able to identify in other people now because of my relationship with her uh and and that uh field that energy that space that uh degree of grace yeah and unconditional love i know these are buzzwords so i'm just going to throw those two in there but what are we talking about We're, we're talking about a new expression of natural woman uh that is not just on a planetary scale We're really talking about the universal mother, a new version of the, you know, the natural woman, natural mother, natural daughter, natural just woman in all her expressions. Emerging, a new expression never seen before, is now beginning to emerge from the heart of this world and it's emerging out through so many people. Um, And what I've found was there is no room, there is no space in that field for pain for suffering for even though i went through an emotional release it's a process you know it's a nurturing it's a uh alchemical process that i went through um and uh, how i feel since and you know and the work that i did prior to that with other natural women in my life you know the work i did was it two days before you know um so it was like a uh, i I consider myself one of the most privileged men on the planet Mm. to have worked with those that other council of wise woman that that field of woman to then experience your group as well and and to go through that process with with both groups uh i honestly feel like yeah i'll say it again one of the most privileged men on the planet Mm. um and what it showed me, and one of the reasons I, I sobbed so much was what I knew in my heart all these decades as to the um, the process, the natural process here, yeah, yeah. Um, and how it was going to unfold and how it was going to play out. I finally got to bear witness of it hmm. in its in it, in its manifested form. Yeah. You know, it was palpable. I felt it all through my body, through my being. I feel it through, you know, women like yourselves. And it's not like, um, I don't want people to think I'm putting you all up on a pedestal or it's not this, it's just healthy acknowledgement. I'm like, how do I explain to the people watching and listening uh, what we are experiencing in one another, Mm. you know, because when we get to, Talk about it to the degree that you and I are talking about it here and now, because this is about the holy H- you know, W-H-O-L-Y, you know, um, Grail, the Holy Grail, um, the wholeness of it. Uh, it is about that. It is about the the human vessel being the most powerful crucible in the in the universe. And here we are beginning to experience the actual changes we've all been yearning for and uh, longing for and and knowing they were one day going to be here and the question marks were we going to bear witness to it in our lifetimes you know right or is this just another fantasy like the same as we saw it happening with people from the centuries past when they knew it was coming but did it actually arrive and um you know uh, I, I think the 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 fact that you've got such a strong imposition from technical intelligence in our world shows us that this is the time. Yes. <laughs> that, that energy wouldn't have shown up if this other energy wasn't beginning to emerge.
2: Right, right. And right. you said something in our last group call that was so potent and strikes to the heart of really everything happening on the collective and individually. You said ask yourself if i were to leave this realm tomorrow would i be at peace and because i'm experiencing this in my physical reality in my body in my uh, relationships in my awareness i can safely and peacefully say yes i would be at peace because you know, there's this, you know, did I do what I came here to do? And that voice will come in sometimes. Is my message getting out there enough? Is it impacting enough people or whatever? But really at the heart of it, what I came here to do is experience this, to experience the integration of the polarities, the the deep connection with myself, with you, with others, with nature, with all that is. And And so the rest is just, gravy like the rest is just now we get to play like you know and and so i've often said you know i'm going to be here for 300 years or more because it's just getting good like i want to (laughs) be in this space and play here for like 100 or 200 years more Mm. um but what you said about this being I i don't think you used the word antidote but it's it's like that like this remedy the remedy I was thinking about this today because you and I have touched on this notion of, you know, what is going on in the collective? Like, how can people not see? And this notion of um, mind control and the Stockholm syndrome. And as I I was like, okay, I'm going to go research Stockholm syndrome and how do we heal, you know, how do therapists heal people that have been, you know, in that experience? And of course, I didn't find anything about, you know, the antidote. I found all the descriptions of the symptoms and I was like, this really is does seem to be what's happening on the collective where the the people who are the quote victims um, align with their captors because subconsciously they have worked out that they are the key to my survival. So I need to keep them happy and align with them and then I'll survive. Mm -hmm. To some, you know, I was really enamored with Patty Hearst, you know, back in the seventies and how she could, you know, um, just shift into being kidnapped by the um, the revolutionaries and then be fighting with them and so what I've come up with now that today just came through was like this is the antidote of the Stockholm syndrome because what fuels that like lashing out at anybody that wants to try to say oh you're being held captive you know or trying to take down the captors and they'll defend them rather you know the the thing that's causing people to align with the captors and align with the narrative that no this is the way we keep ourselves safe for everyone it's at the heart it's this fear for safety and survival and so in that womb space of this amniotic fluid of unconditional love that fear of the survival starts to just dissolve and go away and so if you can have that dissipate then Sort of the veil thins and people can say, "Wow, I'm actually being held captive, and I'm supporting my captors," you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and then even when the judgment flows in about that, there's a safe space to meet the judgment and the shame, and you know, I was duped or whatever. But this just does feel like the antidote, and may this just amplify and emanate and radiate out over the entire planet of this feeling of this womb space that I'm safe, you know, that I'm loved because you can meet anything in that space and that's nothing in the form of technical intelligence god of religions any of that synthetic can touch that
1: can't come anywhere near it Mm. it has tried for how many eons (laughs) one eon after another you know all those epochs and all those eras and you know the big ones are eons Mm. so it's it's like um it's a dance that continues yes. in this universe um, yes. because it's, it's kind of like a, a challenging roller coaster ride for, um, you know, beings to go on and, and learn as they go through that journey. Right. Um, and it's, it, it's, an, it's an offering for people in this universe.
2: And it's providing you know, beautiful layers of compression that we need <laughs> to go through that eye of the needle, right? So it's, it's all perfect. And I still want to show up with an antidote. <laughs>
1: What I love about that space and that field is um, I feel free to be my expression of natural man. Right. It, in fact, it's encouraged. Natural right. woman encourages it.
0: Right.
1: She wants more of it. As much as uh, we, uh, us, man, we want to see and encourage more of natural woman. Right. Yeah to really be, it's kind of like, uh, uh, gracefully wild. That's right. I love that.
2: (laughs) Gracefully wild. I may need to borrow that one, George. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We really, um, Yeah, I'm just experiencing such depth. Mm. I actually feel like um, that is a beautiful place to bring it to a close.
2: Yeah, it's definitely feeling that way. Sure, we could talk for days. Feel the energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I feel we we can do this again at some stage in the near future. Yeah. You know, it'd be really lovely um, if you're up for that, if it feels, um, you know, as part of your timeline. Oh, yeah.
2: I love conversations like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fill me up. Hey, mate, um, I would love for you to just share a little bit more about where people can find a little bit more access to Mm
2: -hmm.
1: your creations.
2: Yeah. Thank you, George. So we have a website, and you are invited to join the Grail Leaders Play Field, we call it, um, as a member. There's no charge for membership, very small barrier to entry. We just wanna make sure it's an intentional choice to enter that field. And then we have uh, weekly weaving calls where every Wednesday in the states or in the Northern Hemisphere, every Thursday morning in the Southern Hemisphere, um, we have a Zoom call and people from all around the world join and usually it's around a particular topic and uh, people just engage and connect there. And we have a GRAIL Leaders Facebook page, similar connection in between the calls. Uh, And we just are really, um, the genesis of GRAIL Leadership was intended to be roundtable initiatives for people who were here in service of healing humanity and the earth um, to be able to to start to find others who are synergizing with them around roundtables to bring those initiatives forward and to support and nurture those. And that's where I see it heading. And right now, it's just in this more formative, like really just developing that rich soil that's going to nurture these roundtable initiatives. So um, it's it's continuing to evolve rapidly, and it's happening through more and more people being attracted in and joining and bringing their unique genius forward. And it's just layering in that beautiful tapestry that's creating this grail space. And there's predominantly a predominance of women, and there's um, really amazing men that are stepping in more and more as well. So it's certainly not a, a women's only kind of circle in any way, but it is definitely more of a, a feminine integrated with the masculine space.
1: And I do encourage um, men or men, those men who um, are ready. To actually enter into that, uh, not only a creative space within themselves, um, but a co-creative space, mm-hmm. to allow their natural man to interact with natural woman. Because uh, I really love what you've created, simply because it's the—I'll uh, say the—the—the the, the values and the virtues. I—I'm—I'm stem—I'm. Tr- not wanting to go into the direction of it's a blueprint it's a template I want to to stay with values and virtues yeah and um, ethics is another beautiful word to use Uh, it's an ecosystem of balance and uh, it's a beautiful space where people can actually start to uh, begin to nurture the. The creative process moving forward because we're here to create and co-create the new
0: right.
1: reality moving forward. Um, so we're taking the initiative. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my bit. You're doing your bit, and now we're encouraging others to to come along and do their bit as well. And I and I feel it's really important that we actually get on with creating, uh, and then that moves us out of being sucked into the drama vortexes of that other energy those other expressions
0: yes
1: and um and it's a synergistic process isn't it the more we embark on our creative process the more we alchemize uh all the unnecessary all the unwanted all that is no longer applicable in our process moving forward and 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 it all just starts to dissolve and just melt away and it's just you know one wave of alchemy after another right and, and, and rather than thinking you must go to a healer or you must you know the actual collaboration and co-creative process becomes the healing journey in itself yes. in and of itself. And yes. I just found that that is what's really quite amazing about we are infinite, what it's become mm-hmm. our journey home. earth, what it's become grower leadership, what it's become and and what all of these are becoming and other creations from other people too yes just absolutely fabulous
2: and that's the phase that we're in now too it feels like for a lot of years it was individual personal transformation yeah and now it's like okay enough of us have done enough of that that the next you know sort of phase of this how we embody and experience you know organic Mm -hmm. earth is co-creation and of course Mm -hmm. as soon as you start to come in to like co-create together, you're gonna to bump up against whatever hadn't been met in you and couldn't have been met in you. I, I had a, a woman that I was working with for a while who said uh, wounds that are caused in relationship need to be healed in relationship. Yeah, and beautiful. so of course if you, you can only go so far in your own individual, you know, journaling and deep, you know, introspection, but those wounds that really get created through that connection need to be met in connection oh, i'm
1: so feeling that. Mm. that is such a resonance yeah that statement who was yeah. the woman that said that
2: yeah a woman named alanya that founded an organization called avalon interestingly <laughs> related to the round table brilliant. Yeah. brilliant
1: yeah absolutely brilliant yeah all right well
2: <laughs> this was fantastic <laughs> as usual
1: oh, i'm yeah only my, my eyes are crying you know i'm not having got tears but inside me i'm just like mm. this is so freaking fantastic um part the my languaging um but yeah thank you it's been a, uh, an absolute joy mm. and i know that we have uh co-created something here today that's going to speak incredibly deeply um to anybody who watches or listens and uh it's, it's like we're shining the light or, you know, we're turning the light on in the lighthouse yeah. so people can get a bit of an idea of direction, you know, right. and um, we're leading by example. And when we, we um, are not saying that from a place of, you know, we're not fig jamming, if you know what that is.
2: No, <laughs> but I get the, the essence of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I won't go there just yet. But anyway, um, Yeah, Uh, it's a place from uh, a healthy degree of acknowledgement Mm -hmm. and uh, a healthy degree of um, it's just, it just is. We're doing it. (laughs) We're not bragging. We're just acknowledging what we're doing. Uh, It's simple as that, straight up. So um, I encourage everybody who wants to really uh, explore that type of creative process moving forward to go to Grow a Leadership, check it out. And um, and see how you feel about that type of ecosystem. Yeah, because mm. it's um it's a, yeah, it's genuinely a beautiful ecosystem. It's mm. real. And uh, one thing I know about is ecosystems. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. It's well, all part of
1: reality can. management. Yeah.
2: That's right. right. Yeah, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. Oh, thank you, Holly. Yeah. yeah. Lots of love to
0: you, mate.
2: And All right. You as well. Thank you. Bye bye, George.